What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, Broncos lead writer Eric Dolala joins the show. We'll look ahead to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis next week and discuss the Broncos franchise tag options. All that and more coming up. Joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio for today's episode of Broncos Now is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala. Eric, thanks for joining me. How's it going? It's going well, Sid. How are you? Good. Enjoy your long weekend. I did. It was Hit nice. the links. Got away a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But nice to be back. We're getting close here, Sid, to I know. some exciting stuff. The league year is just a few weeks, weeks away, away, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to start heating up around here. Yeah, well, exciting stuff coming up, Eric. Like you said, um, most timely news today, NFL teams can start to place franchise tags on their unrestricted free agents. Each team has two weeks to do so. No, there's not a ton of unrestricted free agent options with the Broncos right now, but do you think there's anyone that the Broncos could potentially place a franchise tag on this year? Yeah, it's a good question. So typically you see it with younger guys coming off their first contract, um, which – you would look at like a Lloyd Cushenberry there as a guy who's going to be a free agent coming off that rookie deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You never say never with this sort of thing. And maybe the right. Broncos value a guy um, more than maybe what the public perception might be. And uh, we heard Sean Payton talk at the Super Bowl about how you've got to make your own decisions and you can't listen to what the NFL says in terms of um, you know that NFL kind of train of thought, as he yeah. called it. But that being said, I'd be surprised. It doesn't seem like a year where the franchise tag will be in play. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've seen the Broncos use it before on a, yeah. a Justin Simmons, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, they placed it on a Von Miller back in the day. Demarius Thomas didn't end up having to use it. They signed long-term deals. But right. um, and from that standpoint, it doesn't necessarily seem like we're headed in that direction. And mm-hmm. again, you never say never. Maybe there's maybe a surprise candidate. But just based on the cost of that and where the Broncos sure. sit right now in terms of the salary cap and where, um, you know, if they do decide to make a move here coming up, where they would be salary cap-wise. George Payton kind of went ahead and said a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. we're not going to be as active in that first wave of free agency. You can't be right. that every year. Um, we know a couple years ago they viewed the Justin Simmons re-signing as, as one of their prime free agent acquisitions right. in a way. Um, and so just kind of the way he talked about free agency as kind of sitting back, taking a step back from that first wave, I'd be surprised if the franchise tag was in play for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you mentioned, Justin Simmons, was that the last time the Broncos placed a franchise tag on someone two years back-to-back, I believe, 2020 and then 2021. So it's been, you know, only a few years since they've used it. Yeah, and, and listen, there's it's normally that – star type player or right. um, a near top of the market guy mm-hmm. that gets that franchise tag. And so, um, you know, it's a good problem to have sometimes because it means you have good football players that you don't want right. to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it doesn't always, it's kind of dependent on the position and you want to use it uh, for the right guy. And that's not to say that the Broncos don't have valuable free agents that they could bring back and, right. um, you know, we'll just have to see kind of George Payton talks about this sometimes where there, there's a value and you've got to make it worth, make it work for both sides. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm not saying that there's not free agents the Broncos have that could be good to have back. It just doesn't necessarily always fit with what the franchise tag is intended for. Right. I don't know if a lot of people know this, Eric, but 
Pat Bolin and John Elway were actually the ones to kind of introduce this idea of a franchise ba- tag back in 1993. Wow. If I don't know if you know that no, or not. No, I didn't know that either, Sid. Yeah, so uh, Mr. B was afraid of letting go of John, so they kind of made this. It was originally called the Elway rule, hmm. um, which kind of formed now into the franchise tag. So kind of fun. Yeah, you learned yeah, something. fun little connection. Nice little tidbit there. Yeah. Well, Eric, in other news, we will be heading to Indianapolis next week for the NFL Combine. Exciting stuff will be there all week. What are you most looking forward to next week? Yeah, I think it's one. Typically, we tend to hear from the head coach and general manager yeah. as far back as I can remember mm-hmm. uh, since I've been covering the team. We've heard from those guys. So hopefully that'll, that'll take place next week. Um, and it's just it's always interesting to hear kind of what they say, what they don't say, um, both about free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly Russell Wilson, if, if Sean Payton and George Payton are available, will be a topic of conversation, I imagine. Definitely. Um, some of these rookie quarterbacks, what you look for in a young guy, mm-hmm. I'm sure will be a question that's posed, again, if we hear from them. And, and that's just – you kind of get to start to hear um, a little bit more info, and it's – Kind of like that first taste of what can you expect for this offseason and, and how this team is going to attack things because now they've had a chance to to do film review and look mm-hmm. back at this past season and evaluate um, players and coaches and themselves. And right. you know, we've seen a couple coaches move on. We've seen a couple coaches be hired here. And so I'm interested to hear Sean Payton if he's speaking kind of those thoughts on, uh, you know, adding Pete Carmichael, adding Jim Leonard. Right. That stands out to me. And just, you know, every coach has to kind of play it coy this time of year, general managers too, of who are you going to take? What do you want to do? What What's the strong area of the draft? And I think the more you spend time around these guys, the more that maybe you feel like at least, ooh, is there a little nugget there mm-hmm. or like a little bit of truth among the, the smoke screen? And then yeah. um, kind of trying to piece all those little bits of information together to, to form – the puzzle of the off season mm-hmm. is interesting. So Definitely. that's one element. And then just, I think the, the ability to see some of these quarterbacks, I mean, obviously there's more positions the Broncos could target. We don't know right. yet what the plan is going to be with Russell Wilson, but if they mm-hmm. do choose to target a young guy, or at least consider a young quarterback, um, you know, what do they look like out on the field? How do mm-hmm. they sound when they talk to the media? Kind of what is their, their, their command you know, we, we I think you see a lot of quarterbacks have that commanding presence Absolutely. in the locker room. Um, you know, what do they say when they're asked tough questions? How do they throw the ball? How do they do, you know, from a, like a Michael Penix perspective, mm-hmm. what, what are the medicals? There's right. a lot of pieces of information, again, that you get on these guys. And um, any time it's quarterback related, it's always a little bit more exciting it's just because it's such a yeah. prominent position. So, Absolutely. Um, we got a little taste at the senior bowl and now this is mm-hmm. kind of the next big step. And then from there, it's just kind of you know, nothing really happens after that, right? Like free agency happens and it, it mm-hmm. maybe changes your needs, but For sure. there's pro days that can adjust things a little bit, but right. this draft order is going to start to get you know, more and more firm. Mm-hmm. We know that at the combine, sometimes deals get talked about in terms of, you know, guys being sent around the league or, um, you know, draft day you know, or draft-related trades, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. So it all starts to happen in Indianapolis, and it'll excite, It'll be exciting to um, to be there and, and kind of get this 
off season kicked off. I think so too. It's always an exciting time of the year. I always enjoy going to the combine every year. Eric, you mentioned some of the, you know, rookie quarterbacks. Is there anyone specific, any specific prospect that you're looking forward to hearing from? Um, hearing from, you know, just maybe like a, a JJ McCarthy, just mm-hmm. in terms of, or a, a Bo Nix, a, yeah. um, you know, a Michael Penix, kind of guys in that that second tier, maybe. Right. Uh, but I, I'm I'm more excited to see him throw and throw. compete. And for sure, you know, I, sometimes a guy or two will say, "I'm not throwing. I'm going to wait till my pro day." Yeah. I'm always intrigued by who chooses to throw, who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like because there's that cluster in that second group, at least kind of as it's being talked about nationally. You know, do all the do all three of those guys feel like they have to throw, throw or, right. um, you know, just so that they don't kind of get left behind in this competition. And yeah. then, you know, if you're a team and you you love one of these guys, do you you know, you've looked at the film already and you say, hey, this is our guy. Do you hope he doesn't have such a great performance this week so that he doesn't get taken before you have a it's chance true. to go get him? So it's just a lot of, again, smoke screens, mind mm-hmm. games. Um, yeah. You know, you look at all these mock drafts and. There's dozens of them already, mm-hmm. and each one has the Broncos taking a different guy, and it'll change 15 more times by the time we get to April. But sure. that's part of the fun of this time of year is that you're not sure what the team's going to do. There's tons of possibilities, and it uh, it makes it exciting. Definitely. Yeah, Eric, last one for you. What do you think is the value in seeing some of these guys in person at the Combine then versus you know their pro days when you have chemistry with their receivers and whatnot? Yeah, well, I think, one, it shows the competitiveness, right, mm-hmm. of, hey, I'm going to go out there, and no matter who it's with, I'm going to find right. a way to uh, to throw the ball, get completions, um, show off my my skill set. Mm-hmm. When you have them all in this kind of the same environment, there's control for some of the things like weather or, yeah, are their pro day receivers a little right. bit better than the other guy? Um, they get to a chance to work with the coaches there. But, you know, I think the on-field stuff is – obviously just a part of it Mm -hmm. it's the meetings with the teams you know how do they do on the whiteboard drawing up plays or discussing coverages Mm -hmm. um, or talking about their backgrounds or character that sort of thing it is the media element it's the medical element and then the biggest thing and I think we for good reason cover this and and it's exciting and it's fun but the big the big thing is what they did on the field the last however many years right and so you don't want to I think forget that and uh, you know fans maybe fall in love with the way somebody performs at the combine yeah these scouts these coaches they know that what Mm -hmm. happened on the field is what matters most Mm -hmm. and so this is just additional information you try to use to make a decision and when you're selecting a quarterback obviously obviously it's a huge Huge. decision and so you want to make sure you have all the information you can possibly have to make an informed decision and Mm -hmm. hope that that guy can lead you forward and We'll see if the Broncos decide to go in that direction. There's obviously a lot of different ways, ways. they could go. We've seen edge rusher. We've seen defensive lineman. We've seen right. tight end, receiver, corners. corners. Yeah. Um, people have basically mocked every position imaginable <laughs> to the Broncos. Yeah. And I think um, when you haven't had a first-round pick in a couple of years, right. you need that top-end talent. Mm-hmm. And so – I don't think the Broncos can go wrong. And and that's another reason that I'm excited for the combine is that the Broncos haven't had a first round pick in a couple of years. They've got a chance to add a real difference maker to this roster. Absolutely. This gives you a chance to go find him. Yep. 
Well, like I said, Eric and I will be at the Combine next week, so we'll have a lot of content on DenverBroncos.com and the social media channel, so everyone be on the lookout for that. Eric, appreciate you joining the show today. You got it, Sid. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube next week for another episode. I will see you all then.